All right. Hey, everybody. This is Andrew again. Um, I'm going to do a second episode on uh, mental health. Um, I find that to be pretty important um, for everybody, not just myself. And, uh, and my first episode, I included um, a lot of the boys that I work with. Um, like I said before, I usually keep everything confidential. Um, so I just ask them questions instead of asking them personal questions, which I'll do the same for my brother. Um, that's now here with me. Um, and I appreciate him for doing that with me. Um, but anywho, um, let's get this started. So, um, before I talked about what mental health meant to me as an adult, um, how important it is for me. Um, and, um, so I'm going to try to get a different light on a little bit, um, what it is to not only the younger generation, but what it is maybe to a middle age or like just a new adult. Right. So, um, yeah, yesterday, yesterday I did it on anywhere from the age of 12 to, um, 17. And so now, and Caleb, um, my brother, I can say his name without being legally in trouble. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I know. I got you. Uh, but anyway, um, Caleb, you're 18, right? Yeah. All right. And so, um, first off, the question for you is what does mental health mean to you? And then secondly, um, how, how does it affect you? being an adult so i'll let you hit on that a little bit all righty so mental health to me is it's always been like a it's always kind of been like a priority you know it's something that i've always really tried to focus on not just from myself but for you know uh the people that i love and care about so family friends you know whoever it can even be a complete stranger but i feel like addressing uh, mental health in general and just you know all the complications and issues that come with it is very important in today's society just because I know it's uh, very common for you know everyone to kind of experience some type of mental health issue within their lifetime you know and so I, uh, I definitely try to make sure that's like a main uh, bullet point for me personally and I can't say I've always, you know, it hasn't always been a big priority, but I'm trying to make it one because, you know, I've done, I've been, you know, kind of done like the silent treatment thing, but really, if you're, if you want any help, like serious help, you really, you know, you got to reach out and. Well, see. I think you, I think you've learned too, the, the whole silent thing has a lot to do with your mental health because um, it's about what, what you're willing to have help with or what you're willing to not get help with. Yeah. So, like, us being men. Right. I've learned a lot of times, it's like, hey, like, we can handle it ourselves, you know? Exactly. And, and, uh, you know, some of the, well, I think we've learned throughout the years, especially in our family, that, yeah, uh, you know, we need that. We need the help. We need the people to be able to talk to. We need the family to be supportive and we need all that in our lives right yeah for sure yeah because i mean there's a big uh stigma out there with men you know 
well, you're a man, you know, you, men don't show emotion and, you know, whatever they're going through, we'll just deal with it on our own. You know, you, you're not supposed to talk about it. You're just supposed to be that shoulder that everyone else can come to and cry on. Right. But in reality, we're human, just like everybody else. We deal with the same issues and same problems as everyone else. And our feelings are no different from the person next to us. And so I think it's very important to separate away from that stigma and really get men the help that we need. Yeah. Yeah, I do too, personally, because it's not enough, you know, not saying women do it better, but they do it better. Right. But, you know, <laughs> uh, they, they're more, a lot of the times, you know, unless you're some people in our family, which we found out hardcore that um a lot of times women are more open to um talking because um that's something that you know they're comfortable with especially with people like their husbands or or family members or you know whatever it may be right so so all right oh i got someone new to here today um and i'm kind of glad i got a new voice and caleb um if you listen to uh yesterday's i had about four kids point of view and, okay and how old are you 14. okay he's he's 14 so um i had like a, i had a 12 year old and i had a 17 year old really was going to be transitioning out you know next year yeah and so i got um you know their kind of viewpoints on mental health so that's what i'm gonna ask him first and we'll start with that and then we'll, we'll kind of go from there so um so so what what does mental health mean to you? It means like a strong thing because most people don't really like to talk about it. And uh, if you do talk about it, some people think that you're more, you know, crazy because you're talking about your feelings or something. Yeah. But I don't, I just think, uh, I think probably kids your age are sensitive to it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Caleb can vouch for that probably. And I think if you're like talking about it, like at school or something, like to a friend, I think that it's just like somebody would either talk about it or like gossip and like um, just say it to everybody that someone's going through this or something. You know what I'm talking? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I did. Did you kind of feel that way being in school, Caleb? What's um? Well, there's definitely. I was, you know, for the longest time when it came to mental health, I, you know, I really was that, you know, man stigma. So, and I guess there was kind of like a little, I guess, fear in the back of my head that I would looked, I would be looked at differently if people knew like the reality and how, you know, bad and like to the extent of my mental health and whatnot. And so I was like, you know, I wasn't really big on ever wanting to talk about it because I didn't want people to look at me differently, you know. So I can definitely relate to that with uh, when I was in school. But now it's nearly it's not so much anymore. Yeah, I understand that. Um, I found it. I find a lot differently now that I'm an adult that I can well first of all I can freely talk and and I don't care what people think about it you know right 
though, and I think the most important thing for me now is that it's an issue, right? So, uh, and, and I think, I think in general, I think in general, we all have some sort of mental health issue. Yeah. Um, some people have harder times than others, you know, to, you know, dealing with that. So, so, uh, you know, especially, especially him being at school and, and stuff like that. To see what I could see why you you wanna you wanna not be looked at differently because you even if you realize you have some issue going on in your mind yeah for sure what do you what do you think about mental health well I think that well I just had uh, well my family members die recently yeah. I, uh, my grandmother and I had a hard time going through that. Yeah, I just want to say that that what I think about this is that you could you could do it two ways. You could you could leave it behind you, like all your past around you, or you could choose to deal with it. Which, which which one do you think's better? I think you should choose to deal with it because you can get you can get more stuff out of it. Right. So dealing with dealing with your dealing with your past or past trauma. Per se is, is what you're happening or what's happening to you at this current moment but uh dealing with it's better because uh you're you're like like you do, you're just you're taking a hold of it firsthand you're not just holding it in the back of your mind you know letting it build up to drive you nuts you know what i mean yeah i understand so that's cool and um Caleb and I know very, very, very well that grieving can cause mental health. Yeah. Uh, not only, you know, have I lost my dad, you know, but he's lost his uh, grandpa as well and some other family members. And and that in itself has been mentally challenging. Uh, it takes a lot of it, it. It's a big toll on a person, isn't it, Caleb? Yeah, 100%. It, uh, Losing a family member, especially one who's like, you know, personally, I was so very close to it. Uh, it can definitely change your outlook on uh, a several number of things. Yeah, um, I understand that because I lived with my grandma for 13 years and she was very close to me. So uh, and I love her, but she had to go and, and I still... I, I still miss her to this day. She died three months ago. Yeah, see? So he's kind of in the beginning process, grief process. You know? Yeah. You know, we obviously know what that's like. It was hard for us. Yeah, for sure. So um, so the next thing I kind of want to talk about, at Caleb, is uh, so you're, you're an actual adult now. Yeah. And so that's that's the difference between these kids and you now mm-hmm. that you're on the other side of it right yeah and and you can and you can see um and not pointing any fingers that anything's happened in your life but you can see the struggle right yeah and being an adult right yes so so um your um the one thing i want to point at is that your mental health is very important in this pivotal moment of your life 
because um, if you don't have true control over yourself, you'll you'll not be able to move on as an adult, right? Exactly. Okay. So so where do you see yourself at now? Um. Well, let me just start out by saying, uh, transitioning into an adult is something that you can't necessarily wrap your head around until you're put into that position. And it, you're, I, I'll be so honest, you know, when d- going through that, you're like your entire life really does change. You know, you've had this ex- uh, set schedule for 12, 13 years of your life, of, you know, going to school every day, playing sports, doing your homework, whatever. I mean, but after school is done with, you have all of these other things out in the world that you have to worry about. And so when going through that, it is very, very overwhelming and can cause an insane amount of stress. So when doing so, I feel like now with been with me having gone through what I went through since I've became an adult, that it's very important for you to address whatever issue you have as soon as possible because then it will just allow you're just going to allow it to sit in the back of your head and it's just going to eat at you and the more and more stuff you don't you you know kind of just put to the side it's all kind of just going to build up on you yeah agreed you got something yeah um back then the class clown and stuff and i just think that i need to help myself get better and i also did football and stuff like that and I wanted to quit that stuff. And then I got, at least I got people to like, and like, you know, help be there for me and like, you know, say to get it through rather than, you know, quitting it. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I actually had fun there. I think I'm glad I stuck with it rather than, you know, quitting it. Yeah. You mean football? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what you're saying is if you didn't have help, with the situations you were going through with mental health, that that probably would have been a lot more challenging for you. Yeah. yeah. And and yes, Caleb, I agree 100% that um, that transition as an adult is one of the difficult phases in your whole life um, because um, because you went from everything that you didn't want to be to what you have to be. Yeah. And so it's like it's like gosh dang it you know I have to pay. Right. I have to, I have to get a job. I have to do, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it is a, it is a very drastic learning curve. Uh, there's like I'm still to this day, to this very moment, I'm still learning more and more things, and there's still a lot left to go that I have to learn. But that's kind of just, just you have to trust the process, as difficult as it may be, and in those harder times you kind of just seem to look towards at least for me what i found out that's helped me the most is just looking towards my elders and my family um and you know you got to think that everyone around you has been your the exact spot that you've been in so asking for help is definitely a good possibility um i really think it's a good idea because they definitely if anyone i think could help you the most it's i think it's someone who's already been through what you've been through right What's up, Brian? Um, I just say that Andrew's been a big part of my life, and he's helped a lot of things. And he's one. Of, he's he's a really good person. 
I totally agree, man. Totally agree with you. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. And and and, th- and this is what I do. You know, I do this because help everybody become a better person. You know, right? Even sunglasses here. <laughs> and see, I can uh, I can attest to that, and that everything that was just said is true because I can't even begin to tell you how many countless nights that Andrew and I have sat up until you know six in the morning or after just talking stuff out because you know just there's stuff going on and it needed to be addressed mental pressure yeah pressure of society man it gets you every time yeah all right so so i'm gonna kind of i'm gonna talk about one other thing um and this and this all is gonna involve evolve around um mental health and i got a few extra of us here um, I'm going to involve into this, but um, I'm going to talk about, and this is something I'm sure you're, um, you still deal with today, Caleb, and it's peer pressure. So uh, peer pressure um, is such a big thing because um, we always have to feel like we need to be part of the group, right? Yeah. And, and something, and so that's something that I like to teach these guys that I have here is that um, you don't always need to be part of the group, especially if it's going to um, reflect on you in a negative way. Like that's something I struggle with the most is peer pressure. So yeah, so so I'm going to toss them around to them, and then I'm going to come back to you, Caleb. All righty, sounds good. All right, so we're going to talk to Sunglasses here first because uh, he's the most famous one in the group, um, and he he actually has his own uh, his pod name. So. Um, sunglasses how does peer pressure affect you like it honestly depends on if it's negative or positive like if it's positive it's something that could either make my day or make me laugh and very happy and like if it's negative it could be some anything like rob like not robbing them stealing something from a store or something worse than that and could like give me a charge or destroy in any way and like ruin their any chance of anything good else happening so let me ask you this so uh <coughs> so peer pressure would would uh how how would peer pressure make you want to do something like like steal or um do something stupid that could get you uh some kind of charge you know how 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 would they do, how would they go about doing that for you like they wouldn't know like if it's someone they know you're close to them like they'll do whatever they can basically anything that they feel like they could do to get you to do something for them that they that they be doing that they know you off for so they like try and like hype you up for doing it or tell you like stuff that they know would happen but it won't and like anything like that like it's anything really that they can do like whether it's making you feel bad for them or someone else or yourself feel bad for none and yeah just make it seem like you're a bad person for obviously a big reflection on reflection on your life peer pressure and then and then when you're pressured into do that uh obviously affects your mental health yeah so so I'm gonna go to the younger version of that, okay? 
So this is the this is going to be the youngest one I have, Caleb. Alrighty. And uh, we're going to talk about maybe we can like back when we was his age at the age of twelve. Okay. Um, what peer pressure was like us because it's different nowadays. It really is, and we obviously know that. But what what yeah. is you? Uh, peer pressure is something like let's say I hang out with my friends and like they are doing drugs and they're like. Well, you won't do this because you're a chick. That's like peer pressure. Like they're trying to make me do it. It's really good that you know that. Yeah. Or like if I go into the store and I offer and like I buy a drink, like a pop or something, and my friends put like a drink or something in their coat and say, "Oh, you won't steal this because you're like you're scared. You're a chick." Yeah. Or if you want to be my friend. Or yeah, something like, like if you don't do this, well, I'll just lie to your friends and say that you did. So they're not your friends no more. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. That's a twelve-year-old, Caleb. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's wild, man. Yeah, and and, and uh, I was talking about it in the in the last episode that how intelligent he sounds as a twelve-year-old is kind of crazy that he has to be like that, you know? Right. So, so. Uh, very good. Appreciate that. All right. We're going to go kind of the middle age spectrum of peer pressure and see what he has to say. So what I think about peer pressure is like someone says, oh, do this, like smoke that, drink that. Um, it means like people is going to like, you know, say like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to drink this or you're not going to do this or I'm going to be your friend if you do that. And I just think that is bullcrap because, you know, people kind of pressure you into that. And like, they just, they're just gonna get you to do stuff that's illegal and like gonna get you caught so they don't get caught. They're trying to make you a, a person that you don't wanna be. Yeah. So my dad was a big alcoholic and um, I'm probably never gonna drink in my life. Yeah, because, yeah, he was like that and he abused my sister, abused me, and like, I just feel like I'm never going to do that. And if someone peer pressures me in that, I'm going to fight them because you got me messed up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think you got a little bit confused in that by saying that you would fight them. That's where the, that's where that uh, peer pressure comes off as, uh, did you learn from it or did you not learn from it? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, like what he said, like, oh, I'm going to fight them if they say this or do that. Uh, that ties back into like that ties into peer pressure because what if they're just doing these things just to make you have a reaction yeah and then being violent is something that you know don't don't worry man I'm just I'm the same way I'm just like man, Caleb's the same way you yeah know? Uh, we all have to be able to control it in some sort of way you know so so uh, um Danny, you guys want to hit on peer pressure at all? Do you? Go ahead. Um, I just wanted to say that, uh, that, like, say, for instance, that, that my friends, they want me to drink beer or something like that, and I tell them no. And they keep on hacking me on, keep on saying, come on, do it, do it, do it, you won't. And, like, that's the same thing, kind of like what the... Uh, uh, reincarnation said. Yeah. Um, 
he like he was he was pretty right about that. One time, me and my friends, um, they told me they told me to uh, lose my friend Grace. I was like, yeah, it's fine. My friend Grace told me to smoke weed with her one day, and I I said no. And um, they keep and they kept on ragging me on. And then one day later, her friend Haley, when I was on my home visit with my grandma, she kept on, she kept on nagging me on to do it too, and I finally did it. Peer pressure. Yeah, and I came back, I came back, got a drug tested because I bragged about it, and then, then I lost everything. I lost my home visit with my grandma and everything. And that's why I don't do that. That's I'd like to take credit. <laughs> have conversations with this person because of another person that peer pressured you and you gave in to peer pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. That's kind of, that's cool to hear from, from a younger group, Caleb. Yeah, definitely. Uh, wise for their age for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so one of the last things I'm going to hit on is, uh, um, Caleb, you as an, as a young adult. Okay. Yeah, but a lot of times, a lot of times people look at it as um, when I become an adult, um, I'm just going to do what I want. I'm not going to care what anybody else thinks, you know. Yeah. And so, um, but my job is to remind them that peer pressure is very, very real still. Mm-hmm. You know. So, how does peer pressure um, affect you? Uh, so with being a young adult. Um, you know, you've got, at least in my, uh, like example, I've got, um, you know, friends who are older, friends who are of a drinking age and whatnot. And so with, you know, being, you know, decently well-known and having a large group of friends that comes with some of your older friends, you know, wanting you to do certain things with them that, you know, just like. As, as soon as you're hearing, you know, like their thought process, you just know that it's not going to end well. Right. And so for me, it's just, you really kind of have to look out for those kind of things and pick up on the signs. And, you know, and if you really definitely trust your gut, like your gut's not going to lie to you. If you've got a gut feeling about something, you, hey, I don't think this is a good idea or I don't think this is going to go out well, you know, stay home that night do something different you know because nine times out of ten it's gonna go probably how you think it is and it could cost you a number of things well especially too because you know those people yeah you know so you you from them so so yeah of course yeah you yeah those are people that those are people that yeah you may have put trust in but you knew you knew them personally so you know that the potential was bad yeah so that gives you a bad gut feeling that hey 
I'm pr- it's probably a good idea for me to stay back on this one because yeah, it, and <clears throat> it, I get that gut feeling more so with the like the areas. Like it's not so much as actions for me as it is as like locations, because there's just some locations you know where it's not optimal to be there. It's not safe to be there. You don't know what's over there, you know, especially in today's crazy world. So there's just, if I'm, you know, some, if they want to go somewhere that I just feel like is not safe, I, you know, hey, you know, appreciate the invite, but I think I'm gonna stay home tonight. I'll catch you guys tomorrow or something, you know, just right. you, gotta, you gotta be smart about your choices because especially as being an adult, you re- like your choices can really define who you are for you know your whole life yeah what's up um just say one more thing about the pressure that thing in my life andrew is about this one or at least i think he does um what um last school year um i had a girlfriend named, uh, named star whaling she was she was two years younger than me and and she um she said he texts me on a school iPad and asks me to do some stuff with inappropriate stuff. And they said, and then she kept on um, bragging. She kept on asking me and asking me to do it. And I finally said yes. And then their school resource officer saw all the texts and I got in pretty big trouble for that. So you're saying peer pressure can, can, can come in all shapes and forms, huh? Yes. Yeah, I think we all know that. So it doesn't have to be drugs. It doesn't have to be hanging around certain people. Maybe it's something simple as being sexual with a girl that you like that you know you shouldn't be, right? So, yeah, we definitely know about that, don't we, Kayla? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, all right. Well, um, I definitely appreciate it. And hanging out with tonight and talking about that um i still i may do a couple more uh episodes on mental health maybe i'd like to get like an older person's point of view yeah because um, i've really had the spectrum i've had the younger the middle-aged adult you know and then i want to kind of get like an older person's uh point of view and uh so i may like try to see if like my mom will do it because she's old i <laughs> But she's, huh? Linda. Nah, I don't know if I, Linda probably won't do it. But anyway, um, somebody like that, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Mom's old, by the way. But, um, yeah, I'm sure she'll listen to this. Anyway. Uh, we love you, mama. <laughs> we love you, mama. <laughs> but love anyway. You, mom. I love you, person who's probably screaming at Andrew at the game. <laughs> she probably does. Anyway, uh. So, all right. I appreciate all you guys. Um, of course. I hope everybody had a semi-decent Thanksgiving. I know Caleb and I did. Yes, sir. And uh, yeah, some of us were unfortunate. Yeah, some of us were unfortunate. Some of us heard bad news. Some of us got to see people that we haven't seen in a while. Some, some of us were both. Some no. of us were both. Yeah. Yep, and I, and for Thanksgiving, I just want to say this. I um, uh, it would be six plates of um, 
Thanksgiving food that had seven um, pieces of food on each plate, and it was pretty good. But now my stomach hurts. <laughs> but now my stomach hurts. Yeah. I got pizza. Yeah, pizza. That's still Thanksgiving. Thank you, thank you. Pizza. Yeah. Hey, Some. Well, as Andrew would say to me, I love you more than pizza. Shh, don't tell the pizza. <laughs> don't tell the pizza. Uh, all right. Caleb, thanks for being a guest on my show. Like, I thank each and one of these kids for being on my Of course. Thank you for having me, man. I and, can't wait to be back. Yep. We'll uh, definitely be doing a lot more together. So. For sure. Yeah. I can include. Of course, bro. So, all right, Caleb. You have a good night. And you too, bro. Good the, night. You still have my. Caleb. Is my child still there? Nah, he left uh, earlier today. Uh, he's coming back, though, isn't he? Yeah, he's uh, with Mike. Oh, that's right. Working on the truck. Is, oh, that's right. Is it Ryder? Yeah. He's a troublemaker. He's very far from trouble. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> he's not a troublemaker. He ate two sandwiches in class. Uh, that's what I would do. <laughs> but, all right. All right. Uh, to everyone. Love, peace, and chicken grease. All right, see y'all. Have a good night. See ya. Bye-bye.